Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jeffrey Adams of the Icebox Radio Theater, coming to you live from the stage of the Salty Jester in International Falls, Minnesota. Tonight, a live broadcast of mystery and adventure. Even a laughs are ahead. To begin with, let's start with first a first for the Icebox Radio Theater as we recreate an episode of a classic radio series for the very first time. The series is your true, yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and it ran on CBS for over 800 performances from 1949 until 1962. In fact, it was part of CBS's programming on September 30th, 62, marked by many historians as the final date of old-time radio. Johnny Dollar was not a cop or private eye. He was an insurance investigator, and the stories were built on the unusual framework of an itemized expense account for each exciting mystery. Dollar submitted each penny of cab fare or cocktails, bullets or bandages to his employer of the week, and we're very happy to revive an episode of this unique series here tonight. So sit back, settle into your easy chair, and put on your listening ears for Dalton Johnson, starring as the man with the action-packed expense account, Johnny Dollar. Johnny Dollar. Dollar. This is Raymond uh, Tillington. Tillington? Yes, yes. Eastern Liability and Trust. Well, what can I do for you, sir? Can you come over here and see me right away? You mean you're in your office at this time of night? Uh, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm at the uh, uh, my apartment, 4A at the Kernsley Arms. Well, what sort of matter would you like me to investigate, Mr. Tillington? Uh, no, no, no. There's, there's no matter. Not yet, that is. But that doesn't make any difference. I must see you. Well, look, Mr. Tillerton, I... Right away, please. Well, unless I have some idea of what your problem is, I simply cannot... Thank heavens, man. Can't you see this is urgent and important? Well, it certainly sounds like it. Then come immediately to 4A at the Kernsey Arms. Look, Mr... Hello? Hello? Hmm... The CBS Radio Network brings you the exciting adventures of a man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to Eastern Liability and Trust Home Office, Hartford, Connecticut. The following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the No Matter Matter. Raymond Tillerton was new to me. I never heard of the man, but Eastern Liability and Trust was an old and generous client. So, in spite of the fact that it was after 11 p.m., I put on a shirt and tie and spent item one, 470 for a tank of gas, and drove across town to the Kernsley Arms. It's not the newest of apartment buildings, and after riding up the shaky old elevator, I landed on the fourth floor. It was lighted by a single fly-speckled bulb at the far end of a dingy hallway. Now, let's see. Tillerton said 4A. Oh, here we are. Hmm. Mr. Tillerton? That's funny. Some kind of light on in there. Mr. Tillerton! Oh, he was so badly worried about something. Maybe I can slip this lock with a card. A lock of this vintage ought to be a lead pipe cinch. Ah, there we are. Mr. Tillerton, are you in here? Oh, excuse me, miss. I must have come to the wrong apartment. Miss? 
The girl sitting by the window was about 25, brunette and beautiful. Her brown eyes were wide open, staring at the floor, but they weren't seeing anything. She didn't move, there was no sign of breathing. Her chest was perfectly still, and above the pocket of her silk blouse was an ugly hole with a powder burn around it. It must have been made by a gun at close range. I didn't touch her, but I looked around for a telephone. Mr. Tillerton! Maybe there's a phone in the bedroom! I can't find a light switch in here. Ah! Here we are. There's a telephone. Don't turn around. I have a gun. I'll take your word for it. Shouldn't have come, Dollar. You shouldn't have come! Ah! Must have been along about dawn when I finally came to. At least I could see a bit of light around the edges of the tightly drawn shades. My head felt as if it had been split wide open. Somehow I managed to reach over and pick up the phone and call the police before collapsing again, this time on the bed. How long I lay there? I'm not sure. But then I awakened, I staggered into the bathroom and doused my aching head with cold water. Coming! Coming! This is the police! Open up in there! Alright, alright, I'm coming! Oh. Well, it's... well, it's you, huh? Yeah, now, now listen, <laughs> officer... Now don't tell me the great Johnny Dollar has to beg from help from the poor guys on the force. I said, listen, officer, there's been a murder here. No kidding, murder? That's right, see for yourself, it's this girl right over here. What girl? She was here. I'm... I'm sure of it. Right here in this chair. Uh, who? A girl, I tell you. A brunette. A young, good-looking brunette. And she was dead, huh? Yes, she... But mm. where is she now? You tell me, Johnny. I tell you, she was lying right there in that chair. When? Last night when I came here. Yeah, what time? I don't know. Sometime after 11. Ah, I had a late date with her, huh? I didn't know who she was. Oh, she was that kind, huh? Look, when I came in here, she was... What's the matter with you? Uh, don't you believe me? So what really happened? You tie one on and dream it all up? No. You sure look it. Do you see any sign of her around here? No perfume, no cigarette butts with lipstick, no nothing? Sitting right here, hmm? Yes. Then how come this lamp isn't on? I don't know. You turn it off, Dollar? No. Wait a minute, I remember now. It wasn't on before. That's why I didn't notice it at first when I came in the door. Didn't she let you in? No. Then who did? Well, nobody l let me uh, in. Oh, come off it, Dollar. I don't know what you're trying to pull off. How was she killed? Answer me that. It was a bullet just above her heart. You take it out and examine it, huh? So you could tell us what make and model it came from? And where's the smell of cordite you always get when a gun is fired? Me? I can smell that stuff for two days afterward. Listen to me, officer, Why I... don't you listen to me? What kind of gag is this? What are you trying to do? What's this all about? Well? <sighs> I wish I knew. I stopped in the office of the building superintendent before I left. Yes, sir. Apartment 4A is leased to a Mr. Tillerton, all right. But what's it your business? Well, that depends. And what was that policeman doing here, and why did he talk to you that way when he left? Who are you? Don't worry about it. Wait a minute, young man. Don't you walk out on me. 
I climbed back into my car and drove to a drugstore, where the kid behind the photo counter gave me a jolt of something to clear my head. Then on to the Superior Building to the office of Mr. Raymond Tillerton, who had started all of this. I'm Johnny Dollar. The... Dollar, did you say? That's right. Johnny Dollar, Mr. Tillerton. You're a insurance investigator, aren't you? Sure. When I'm not collecting funeral money for brunettes. Would... When you're what? Don't play it so cool. Let's start with that phone call you made to me. To you? Yes, to me. I don't even know your... When, Mr. Dollar? Last night, 11 o'clock. What call do you think I'm talking about? Look, Tillerton, I'm in no mood to play games. But I didn't, Mr. Dollar. The only phone calls I made in New Haven were yesterday afternoon. Oh, they were, huh? Then how's come I recognize your voice? Wait a minute. Did you say... New Haven? Yes, I spent all of yesterday and last night in New Haven. You mean to say that you weren't at your apartment at the Kernsley Arms last night? I told you I was in New Haven. Why? Well, now look here, Mr. Dollar. Would you please tell me what this is all about? I asked you a question. Very well. I was visiting my mother. It was her birthday. Your mother, huh? Yes. Where does she live in New Haven? Little house at 1034 Laglinga Avenue. Why? Why are you pouncing on me like this? Why all these questions? You don't know? No, I... I don't understand what this is about. Believe me, Mr. Dollar. Believe me, please. You really mean that, don't you, Mr. Tillett? Of course I do. I, I just simply don't understand this, Mr. Dollar. Is there something wrong? Yes, very wrong. I was sure of that voice. It was the same one I had heard on the phone and I heard it in his apartment just before the roof fell in on me. Alright, item three is two dollars train fare to New Haven, then a taxi to the address on Lowinga Avenue. It was a large, rather nice, but very old-fashioned home near a busy shopping section. A kind, gentle, gray-haired lady invited me in. But he took the whole day off just to come and be with me. Now wasn't that nice? Yes, it was, indeed. It's so nice, and on my birthday, too. Raymond is all I have left, you know. I had another son, Warren, but he's passed on. Still, I have Raymond. Uh, yes. Now about yesterday, when did Raymond leave you, Mrs. Tillerton? Oh, he stayed here with me until after supper. You see, he brought me a lovely birthday cake. Wouldn't you like a piece of it? It's very delicious. Oh, no. Thank you very much. Funny. He had time. Oh? For what? To get on back to Hartford to his apartment to call me, and then... Mm, yes? And what, Mr. Dollar? Uh, nothing. Nothing that you need worry about. Thank you, Mrs. Tillerton. As I walked out to hail a taxi to return to the train station, the car pulled up at the curb. One look at the driver as she climbed out of the car stopped me in my tracks. She was a dead ringer for the girl I found murdered in Ray Tillotson's apartment. Same age, height, figure, everything. Except this one was a blonde. Well, why the big eye, mister? Is my slip showing? Huh? Uh, oh, no, 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 miss. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's just that, um... Yes? Uh, are you going to see Mrs. Tillotson? Well... I don't know if that's any business of yours, but yes, yes I am. I'm sort of an old friend of the family. Oh? My name's Clara. What's yours? Johnny Dollar, but tell me- Johnny Dollar? 
The investigator? That's right. Oh, thank goodness. I want to talk to you. Well, that makes us even, then. Because I'd like to talk to you. No, no. I mean about something very important. So do I. Look, there's a little bar and grill around the corner. Danny's place. Maybe over a drink, huh? Why not? Stepping into the gloomy interior of Danny's place after the bright sunlight was like suddenly stepping into the middle of midnight. By the time I had clumsily stumbled against a table near the door... Oh, sorry. I know, it's kind of dark in here. Oh, and certainly empty, too. At the end of the bar sat one lone customer, his back towards us. There was no sign of a bartender. Here, Johnny. We can take this table right here. Yeah, all right. What happened? Did they run out of electricity in this place? <laughs> certainly looks like it. A little bit of light might help answer a few questions for me. Questions, Johnny? Uh-huh. Yes, Clara. Like, uh, how you happened to show up at Mrs. Tillotson's just as I was leaving. But I told you, Johnny. Because you tailed me down here from Hartford, maybe? Tailed you? Because you figured maybe I'm onto something that you might be better off playing on my side? Johnny, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about all of this, Clara. You appearing at Mrs. Tillotson's house, the empty bar with light too low for me to get a good look at you, and who's the lone customer sitting there at the end of the bar? Friend of yours? Johnny Dollar, I don't know what you're talking about. No? All right, then. Let's put it this way. What happened to the silk blouse with the phony bullet hole above the pocket? And the powder burns? And I'm keeping an eye on that guy at the end of the bar. Well, Clara? Phony bullet hole? Powder burn? Yes, to make you look dead. Oh, but that doesn't make any sense. Where? When? And what are you talking about? Come on now, quit stalling around and take off the blonde wig, because it is a wig, isn't it? And you're the same as the girl I found supposedly murdered. Okay, smart guy. So the hair isn't real. But this is. I see. No, no. Don't go after yours. And don't move. You make a practice of waving a twenty-five caliber automatic at people? Yes, when I need to. And right now is one of those times. When I- No! Don't move. And don't turn around. Don't want me looking at your boyfriend, huh? Okay, Tilly. It's okay now. You can come over and finish him off. Just keep the gun on him, Clara. Yeah, keep the gun on him, Clara. Wouldn't want your boyfriend to get hurt by a flying... TABLE! No! Ah, ah. Give me that gun, Clara! Tilly! Ah. Oh, no, you don't! something? Twice, in 24 hours, and both from somebody coming up behind me, is a little too much. But if I had turned away from her to take care of him, I would have ended up with a 25 caliber slug in me. So I chose the lesser of two evils. A, ha a bad headache over a trip to the morgue. Hey, Johnny. When I came to this time... Johnny Dollar, come on! A young policeman was bending over me. Hey, Johnny! Huh? Ah. Someone really laid one on you, huh? Uh, what happened? I went through your pockets and found your ID. Johnny Dollar, investigator. Yeah. Oh, wow! Uh, officer, did you see them? 
Did you see where they went? They? Two of them, a girl and a man. Nah, they must have seen me coming and skipped out the back. The back door's open. <sighs> but I heard a shot from across the street, and knowing that Danny's place is supposed to be closed... Closed? Yeah, sure. Ever since we figured maybe Danny was partners with that guy, Tilliton. Tilliton? That's right, Tilly. The punk that one day we're gonna grab for pushing dope around here. I see. Anyhow, when I heard the shot, well, lucky for you, I was keeping an eye on the joint. But, hey, maybe it wasn't Tilly that slugged you. No, it was Tilliton, all right, officer. I could tell by his voice, and she called him Tilly. Okay, now we've got a charge against him. If we can find him. Just leave that to me. Now, now wait a minute, Johnny Dollar. I'll see you later. Item four, three and a quarter for the train ride back to Hartford, and a cab over to Tillotson's office in the Superior Building. No, I'm sorry, Mr. Tillotson hasn't been in this afternoon. I don't doubt it. All right, miss. Thank you. It's quite often he's out at the office, you know, out selling insurance. Don't bank on that. Now we'll see if he's stupid enough to have gone back to the Crimsley Arms instead of getting out of town. Yes? Johnny Dollar, open up. Dollar, I'm glad to see you. You are, huh? Yes, yes. Suppose you tell me why. Well, because of this morning at my office, you said some very strange things. Yeah? Then after you left, I got a call from the superintendent of this apartment. He said that you and a policeman had been here last night. And that surprised you? Well, yes, of course it did. And then all those questions about where I'd been yesterday. Look, Tillotin, I just paid a visit to your sweet and unsuspecting mother. Were you checking up on me? You know I was. Then you know I didn't lie. That I was with her yesterday. Sure, until after supper. But after that? Come on, let's have it, Tillotin. I, 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 I had someone else to see, there in New Haven. And, uh, and I stayed in a hotel there. In New Haven, huh? Why do you say it that way? Because you came on back here to this apartment and set up the phony murder scene. M murder scene? Yes. Yes, with an equally phony brunette. Now, Mr. Dollar, The girl, I, I suppose, is mixed up in a narcotics racket with you, Tillotin. Oh, the word narcotics. Makes you blanch a little, doesn't it? Yes. Anyhow, you got me here with your call, and while I was distracted by what I thought was a dead body, you slugged me from behind. No. And pretty good job of it, too. But it didn't leave me dead. Dollar, you I You didn't did... know that, though, until I showed up at your office. Then when you figured I'd see your mother, you tailed me down there. You and your cute little playmate. And there you made another try to get rid of me. But why, Tillotin? Why gun for me? Because you got an idea I might be under your dope racket? Warren, Mr. Dollar. What? My brother, Warren. My twin. They call him Tilly. Your brother? Look, I know different because your mother told me that Warren is dead. No, no, Mr. Dollar. It was Warren that I went to see last night in New Haven. One small visit, just once more, to plead with him to straighten himself out before it's too late. It doesn't wash, Tillotin. He's dead. To Mother Warren is dead. By telling herself that, by believing it even, she can reject him. The way that her religion, her beliefs, and her heart all tell her that she must reject him because of all the wrong things he's done. Now, wait a minute. Tillotin, I've tried I... to help him, Dollar. God only knows I've tried to straighten him out. Not only for Mother, but for himself. He's only hated me for it. And why? Because of the money that Mother will leave to me and not to him. Don't you see, Dollar? All right. Suppose all of this is true. It is, as God is my witness. And it's true that your mother's piety and religion are so strong 
She won't even acknowledge her own son? Yes, that's, that's true, too. All right. But it still doesn't explain what's been going on here. The phony murder? The attacks on me? But it does explain, don't you see? It was made to look as though I'd done these things. And even if he had aroused a small suspicion on Mother's part... She'd cut you off, too. Yes. Even the slightest hint of wrongdoing, and Mother would have left it all to churches and charities. Last night, he told me that if he'd be left out of Mother's will, he'd see that I was, too. Somehow, he'd get me involved in a scandal. Well, that's it, Dollar. That's the reason for all of this. Okay. I'll take your word for it. But why call me in? Because he knew I'd come here alone, where the police might have sent a whole squad around? Yes, that, that, that must be it. And because of his voice, he knew I'd think it was you. He does a fair impression of you. That's a real good theory, Dollar. What? Well, well, Beauty and the Beast. Warren, Warren, don't. He's not alone, either. Don't make a move, either of you. So you like our theory, huh, Tilly? Yeah, Dollar. Too bad you're right. Too bad, you know. I told you, Tilly. I told you Dollar was the wrong pigeon to pick. He'd get wise. So what? Think it's gonna do him any good? Not now, baby. Not now. Could be you're wrong, Warren. Yes, Warren. Listen to reason. Well, what do you think you're gonna do? We've got the gun. See? That's right. Oh, and we picked up your gun too, Dollar, from back there in New Haven. You know what happens now? Suppose you tell me about it. Sure, Dollar. Sure, I'll tell you. Why waste the time? First, I take care of Ray here with your gun. Then you get it with Clara's gun. But whose prints do the cops find when they discover you here? Nobody but yours. Yours and Ray's. Go ahead, Tilly. What are you waiting for? Maybe for you, Clara! No! Hey! Let go of me! Plug you, Dollar! Warren, don't! Shoot him, Tilly! Hold still! I can't get a bead! Just shoot! But Clara! Shoot! No! No, Clara, I didn't mean it! Clara! Warren. Warren, give me the... What? Hey, I... Ah! He out? Yes. Well, Mr. Tillerton, it looks like you and I got lucky. Yes. And he killed her. For real this time. Johnny, that chance you took, she she had a gun on you. And you then you rushed her. She might have killed you. I couldn't see another way. Besides, I've known a few dames that were good with a gun. Claire didn't look the part. You know something else? The part I'm really grateful about is that one more dope peddler is out of business. Expense account total, $11.45. Yours truly, Johnny Dobler.